Hear the gospel of our Savior Christ, according to St. Matthew, chapter 6, beginning at the first verse. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. <clears throat> and whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, <coughs> go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father, who is in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. This is the word of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Wednesday that I grew up with in Canada as the ashes were put on my forehead. And as a child, and even now, as the ashes are put, a chill goes through me as I think on death, my home, and Christ. For as Christians, the imposition of ashes also reminds us that Christ died for us and that one day we too shall die. Thankfully, today, the ashes were put on lightly. But growing up, I think my minister really wanted to get his point of death across. He didn't grind the ashes up very fine. And he kept them in the fridge until just before it was time for the service and for him to put them on. They were cold, death-like, and he really pressed hard to get his point across, to remind us of Jesus' death, and that this was a period of time when we should be reflecting. I remember once, before the service, he came down to the Sunday school 
He told us that he was going to put the ashes on our foreheads, that he would put it over the cross that he had put on at our baptism to remind us that we had dirtied that cross, that we were sinners and liars, that God wouldn't love us unless we behaved. Scary things for four to seven-year-old children to hear. It was bad enough that we had to be good at Christmas for Santa. Now we had to be good or God wouldn't love us. Very frightening. Then, as we were leaving the church, he told us to wipe the ashes off our foreheads so that we wouldn't be like the hypocrites who liked to show off that they were fasting, referring, of course, to the hypocrites in our holy gospel today. Well, naturally, as young children, from the way he said it, hypocrites, what did we hear? But hippo. Well, we all knew what hippos were. Big animals with fat faces. So, when our parents were milling out about the church after the service, we looked at everyone, especially those who hadn't removed the ashes. Was a hippo coming out of their forehead? Or were their faces beginning to get big and fat like a hippo? We were very naive and quite disappointed when no hippos appeared. So today, Ash Wednesday, marks the beginning of the 40 days of the penitential season of Lent, a season where we turn to God to ask forgiveness and renewal, as the words from our song tells us. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Many equate 40 days to the time of Israel's wandering in the wilderness, as well as to Moses' fasting of 40 days and 40 nights, as described in Exodus. But most, however, late 40 to 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus spent fasting in the wilderness being tempted by the devil. So Lent has become a time of fasting, of prayer, and of reflection. A time of renewal when we reflect on the good and the not so good things that we have done throughout the year and how we can turn to God to renew his spirit within us. And so it began this morning with the imposition of ashes. In the Old Testament, we frequently see the use of ashes as a sign of repentance. In the book of Job, we find Job repenting in dust and ashes. And when Jonah told the people in Nineveh that in 40 days Nineveh, Nineveh would be overthrown, the king covered himself with sackcloth and sat in ashes calling the people to repent and turn back to God. In total, there are around 23 references in the Bible to the use of ashes to show repentance. And so we too use ashes as a symbol of repentance, a call to God 
He purifies to renew us with that new and steadfast spirit. Repentance, ashes, fasting, and prayer are what the season of Lent calls us to do to create in us that pure heart and renewal of God's spirit within us. In Matthew's Gospel today, the passage just read reminds us of prayer. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Well, I'm not advocating that we should all go out and pray and proclaim the gospel on the street corners, but we should make an effort to be seen by others in our communities. But as Matthew warns us, do it for the right reasons and not for self-glorification. As he says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. Well, there are times when being seen as priests can be amusing. Once, when my husband and I were walking down O'Connor Street in Dublin, and he had his collar on, we were approached three or four different times by men asking, Ah, but I'm a bit down and out. Could you lend me a fiver? Apologies there for my trial in Dublin accent. It's not very good. <coughs> well, Wayne's answer was always, No, but I can give you a prayer. Most of the men laughed as they were only champs in their arms. But one did offer the prayer. So Wayne gave him a short prayer, a blessing, and a tenor. <laughs> and being seen as a priest can make you open to verbal abuse, as one of our colleagues experienced. But more and more, we see that the church's presence is being undermined by the secular society. Shrove Tuesday has now become Pancake Day. Lent, only an excuse to lose weight or cut down on smoking. We do need to be seen, not as hypocrites, showing off, seeking attention, as the passage indicates, but as ambassadors representing God. As Paul says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. Often, many of us do go down to the street and we say hi and sometimes strike up a conversation and our simple, take care, or God bless, as we meet that person on the street corner, is a prayer not a hypocritical one, and not a prayer done in secret, as the following lines in the passage tell us to do. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. I have no objection going into my room, closing the door, and praying. But God 
is all around. He doesn't just see or hear prayers in secret. In our service today, we prayed collectively, asking God for forgiveness, for renewal of his spirit within us. Driving in my car, strolling down the street, walking in Castle grounds, or even standing in my garden at night with the cross of Nakshagana shining on the hill in the distance. Prayers come. Sometimes they are silent prayers, and sometimes I look up or out on the rolling hills surrounding my house <coughs> and say my prayers aloud. And I'm sure I am not the only one here who doesn't just pray in secret, but prays when they are out and about, silently or aloud. Prayers of thanksgiving, prayers for forgiveness for what we have or have not done. Prayers such as our psalmist prayed, have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgression. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. As my childhood minister told us, we have dirtied that baptismal cross. We are sinners, and we need to ask God to create in us a pure heart and renew his spirit within us always remembering that God is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Today, Ash Wednesday is the beginning of Lent, a time of prayer, <coughs> fasting, repentance, and reflection. Time we will spend walking with Christ as he heads towards Jerusalem and the cross. And while we walk those 40 days with Christ, we will have that opportunity to build up our treasures in heaven by reflecting on Christ's words and actions, building up our relationship with him in our hearts, in thanksgiving for bearing our sins. Many of us will take on the traditional habit of giving up sweets, smoking, or alcohol as penance for our sins. Yet, some of us will not give up, but take on new challenges. Some may seek the means of grace through fasting. Fasting, for many religious groups, is seen as a spiritual discipline of renewal and repentance of humbling oneself before God and not showing up off before others as we are warned. Or perhaps some of us will set aside an additional time for reflection and for prayer or Bible study which involves prayers. Prayers that will ask God to create and renew his spirit within us. Prayers that will carry those somber 40 days of Lent until our glorious Easter morning, where we greet the risen Lord with shouts of praise and prayers of thanksgiving. 
we are an Easter people. May the ashes we receive today and the prayers that we offer in silence and aloud, in repentance for our sins and in thanksgiving that Christ died for us. Let them carry us through this Lenten season so that we may indeed greet our risen Lord with pure, contrite hearts and a steadfast spirit within us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.